Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... B-B-B-B-Dira! Kit! <laughs> Bria! And... B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-
mm-hmm. right? Like it it was it was at the same time, if not a little before, you asked the question. No, Can not exactly. You read my I just thoughts? see where they're going. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go have a chat with the star. <laughs> I agree with Cheeky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so. Let's go talk to the star. So we're. um, I want to ask it if it's what we were calling Robert. Who are you? Once I was known as Uza, as Arcanist, as Wielder of the Eye. It's ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask um, uh, who her apprentice is. That what the the word was? That she was a uh, scribe. I think is what she said in the entry. Who was your Fearing. scribe? I like that name. What happened Hubris, here? Horror, disaster. Are you the beast? No, though the disaster I could wreak would rival it. Do you know what the beast is? And the star at this point begins to fuzz. It begins to like shake and pulse a little more erratically and the edges of it almost, I mean, it was always just like a corona of light, right? But the, the shimmers around the outside seem to like fuzz and get more chaotic. And sh- And she says, please, concentrating being in now is difficult. We mustn't speak of it. Could you defeat the beast? And it fuzzes some more, and you hear a, a sort of a, a, a whine almost, and, sh- and it, the voice, no, please, no more. Do you know what that screaming was in the distance? And the fuzzing somehow like solidifies at this point, and that seems to bring her back into focus a little bit more. <sighs> that was guard. 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 Who is Guard? Once the Arcanist. Once the wielder of the fire shield. Why was he screaming? It is painful, the horrors he creates. Does he... Is he the screams doing are something his. to make someone else scream? Are you only tapped into this temple? Or can you reach no, the other temples? I have sealed myself away here so that I might not influence events elsewhere. I see what will be, and saw terrible things should I be given free reign in the world. Do you know why we're here? She begins to fuzz again a little bit, and she says many possible reasons. Please, we must stay now. Do you know who we are? I know some. You are here to bring back the terrors of old, but also to stop them. You are here to release the three of us, and also to destroy us. And she begins to fuzz a bit more. She sort of goes silent. You hear that sort of whine again. She said three. Why'd you say three? The the three arcanists who are are attuned to to the the scale. Yeah, yeah, the keys. Will it? The other two. Guard and Rithmala. They have created horrors and are trapped here for now. And as you, so I assume that this whole time you've been sort of approaching and getting a little closer as it becomes obvious that she's at least not immediately going to try and blow you all up. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, as you finally uh, sort of get right up to, or as close as you're willing to, you know, within five feet, whatever, of her glass wall, you can see more of the room and you notice some other things. So the far wall of her crystal cell, whatever it is, is also transparent. You can see on that far wall, another room, much like the one that you came from, doors on the left and right, and a staircase descending even deeper into the Arcanium. The left and right walls of her cell, though, are strange. The left wall is... They're both opaque. They're, they look sort of like they're also crystal, but like they've been blacked out somehow. The one on the left, you sort of stare at for a moment, and you realize that it's blacked out because up against it on the other side of the wall is piled high with bones and corpses. All uh, pieces of them, none of them whole, just separate bones and body parts. And so that's piled all the way to the ceiling and is why you can't see through that 
through that wall. The wall on the right also looks like it is transparent crystal, but it's opaque because it has been blackened and seared with soot and ash and scorch marks. Okay. Well, left side is gross. I would like to ask her um, what's behind the two doors. To your left behind us. is Rithmala's domain. To your right, guards. Do Does anyone here, here wish us harm? You harm? Even myself, to some extent. Will you be at peace when we Perhaps destroy you? Perhaps the future, say? it is difficult. She begins to fuzz again. Why is it difficult? It takes much concentration to remain now. My being is in the future. Do you know the it way to below. the center of the temple? Fortunately, she understands what you mean, because the center right. of the temple is in her room, technically, but... I'm going to ask her in Celestial, can you speak Celestial? Oh, interesting question. Um, I don't actually think she can, no. Okay, so then I'm going to look at Flick and say, should we just head straight down before dealing with them? Uh, he'll, in Celestial, say, I think that's best. Um, but before we go anywhere, I want to think... I'm not going to say anything, but think in common. Can you understand me if I don't speak? Do you have any plan to say that out loud at any point? Nope. Then she doesn't respond. Okay. So, and I'll say this in Celestial, but um, it's interesting, the thought process, because if we consecrate the temple, from what I from what I understand, if we consecrate the temple, it destroys the three of them. So we could just bypass and try to get through, but we might not be able to cross whatever this wall is we might have to go around to some degree and uh she'll say in common to yuzu uza uza um yuzu is a spirit uza um may we cross if you have the means, your crystal barrier it may be possible i cannot unseal my chamber for fear of escaping will will the three well actually you can all do it uh make me our intelligence arcana checks please Flick. A 13. Bria. 16. Bizdira. 9. Okay, excellent. Really good. Kit. Uh, a 9. Okay. So I don't, I think you've probably already figured this as much as you're, I'm going to give you now out, but essentially like what you're able to sort of put together while you're having this conversation and, and what she keeps saying and what she's talking about, basically what you can kind of piece together is that when whatever happened that Firin wrote about in her journals happened... Because Uzo was connected to the eye, which is the key of divination, of prophecy, she something happened to her that turned her essentially into divination magic. She is a living embodiment of divination magic. And she clearly, like, has prophetic powers, but she keeps flinching every time you ask about the future because it clearly is very difficult for her to live in the present because of the way that she was altered from the from the accident. I'm going to ask where the physical, One, I don't know what she would call them, her the level, keys are. Each in its secure location, ready for the taking. We're never going to leave. <laughs> That's not what she said. But this is Bria, so, you know. Right. Not surprised she said um, that. She also, somebody, uh, oh no, you asked if you could go through her chamber, and she said not really. So, yeah, go on. How, is there a way for us to get to the node without bothering must the three of you? Be made. You have found me. You may reach the node through guard or Rithmala or both, but not neither. Celestial. Okay, so do we want to deal with someone controlling us by mind magic? <laughs> or, um, definitely not guard. Well, actually, I feel like that is less scary than being mind-controlled. Agreed. But maybe I have PTSD from being mind-controlled for all those months yeah. in <laughs> Silfson. No, I think I agree with you. And not just because of the PTSD, but I think it's easier to, well... <laughs> Says the cleric, all of whose offensive abilities are is, fire. Are, is fire. <laughs> yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, maybe not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not guiding you either way. I just think it's funny that you were the one who was like, yeah, yeah I was that like, sounds well, easier. That's fine. Also, maybe not. I don't want to fight her because then she'll know like when the attacks are coming who uza uza oh i mean yeah it's it's pretty she, clear to she you that at least read my mind it's also pretty clear to you that like she seems to have trapped herself like she said this a few times she seems to have sealed herself in here i'm going to ask her a question okay 
Did Guard and Rathmala also no. seal themselves in their room? Each of them seeks to escape. Guard to destroy all things with fire. Rathmala to control them. They keep each other in check for the moment. So Azusa then? So... Yes, Flit, a kit. Well, I don't know if she's trustworthy, but based on what uh, she was saying, it sounds like it's either through Gar's room or Rithmala's room. She did not list her own room as an option, but also right. maybe she's just fucking with us. Well, there's the staircase on the other side, but she sealed herself in, so we can't get through. Right, there's no obvious doors into her glass chamber there, or crystal chamber there. So, you know, she didn't say you couldn't go in, but you would have to figure out how to get in, because there are no obvious doors on her walls. Do we have any spells that do that, you two? To get into the crystal? Or through the crystal? Um, so... I vote fire. She will speak up. Is that in celestial or common? Uh, I'll say it in common. Okay. She uh, she speaks up again. Consider well your choices. Neither is easy. Mm, I take it back. I'm trying to... She, it is very difficult to have a conversation with someone who knows the future, but also sort of loses touch with reality if they look too far in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. She doesn't say anything. Okay. Um... I'm not sure that I have anything that uh, could get us through Crystal, but I do have um, a spell prepared that could give... I mean, I would have to cast three third-level spells, but I could cast uh, Resistance from Fire on the three of you guys and then just keep my concentration. I mean, that's that's a lot of spells. Also, protection. you're doing protection from energy, is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. That's concentration, so you can only cast it on one person at a time. Oh, true. Right. Well, the only reason we might want to go mind control. I, mind control scares the freaking hell out of Bizdira now. After everything with Silson, even though she, which has, is amazing, because yeah, yes, even exactly. though she's attuned to the shield. <laughs> but here's the thing: so she doesn't mind having the ability to do it to others because she knows in ah. her heart that she's not going to use it for the same reason this guy is. Sure. She'd use it for good because she is chaotic. <laughs> Goodish. Good? I don't even know. Remember, I, don't I think even we know might have. I is. think we might have shifted to neutral after you assassinated the mage ascendant. But I, I mean, it was a long time coming. So yes. <laughs> Just keep I, in mind that like how the fire shield works is that like every time you make a hit, you get damage, even if it's ranged. No, I, it's been a long time since I had it. Let me check. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, the fire shield does damage if you if you uh, strike whoever's wielding it within five feet. But all right. of our like all of our ranged stuff. Well, most of our ranged stuff is like my ranged spells are fire spells, as are clicks. And one of Kit's and your burning hands, Bizdira, as well. Yeah, but my um, your radiant sunbolt is my radiant. Is radiant yeah, radiant and my damage. radiance of the dawn is radiant damage too. I'm down for either. Doesn't Kit have a uh, nice knife? Yeah, I do. So we do have cold damage as well. Um, should we take an official vote? Or uh, my vote, Any? that's in other words, my official vote is mind control. <laughs> Wait, I just, I'm going to tell you how you're voting because it'll be funny. So Kit, you vote fire and Bria, you vote mind control. So we're split two to two. <laughs> no, yeah, you, I'm I'll sorry. You can vote however you want. I'm just, I'm just, just kidding. I mean, it's a the reason team. that I am fearful of going into the mind control room is because the worst case scenario in that area is that uh, Rithmala gets control of all four of us and then we help them release destruction on the world. The worst thing that happens in the fire shield room is we all die (laughs) and the world is kind of okay. (laughs) I Well, okay. As far as we know at this particular moment in time. Yeah, we still might Um, be releasing guard. Here's here's a here's a thing we should do. Why don't you all roll wisdom insight real quick? Bria? Twelve. Kit? Eighteen. Bizdira? Also eighteen. And Flick. Well, I crit. Okay, great. Which makes so, it a twenty-six. Everyone but Bria realizes, just has the thought since everything that's been uh, discussed here, uh, and uh, just uh, you know, we're talking about creatures escaping into the world, um, and, you know, the three of you have the thought that, like, huh, we sure did prop open a lot of doors on the way down here. Of course I wouldn't have that thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... Could we... I'm gonna gonna ask Uza, Uh could we get through without fighting? Like, could we, like, run as fast as we can to go downstairs? Horrors. Creatures. Guard is angry. 
and in pain, and like to destroy any who cross him. Rithmala is subtle and patient and may attempt a solution without violence. I stick to my vote. I still don't like the idea of the mind control because one bad roll and we're back to Silfson all over again. I think that it's, I think that option, to be fair, but the option to maybe be able to persuade her to get through is better than automatically being attacked with fire. (laughs) I mean, kill it with fire. You guys are the persuasive ones, so. Um, I, well, I think regardless of what we do, we have to close that last door. Like, even if we're screwing ourselves over, I don't think we can take take the chance on unleashing these folks onto the world. Uza, how does that door open from this side? (laughs) I will say, like, you you can turn around and have a look at it, and and Bria, you can see that there is a somewhat complex locking mechanism on this side, but it's, it's something that you could probably deal with with your, with your thieves tools and roguish abilities. Can I roll for that now? No. I mean, are you going to open it now? No, like the insight or whatever, investigation or whatever for it now, so I know how to, if we have oh, to escape quickly. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll buy that. It's a plus eight or something now. So 16. Oh, yeah. You get a, a good idea of it. Okay. I'm fine with closing that door behind us if Bria's confident she can open it. I also am thinking that this is going to be like a national treasure type thing where we find our way into the treasure room and there's going to be a separate way out. Mm, Maybe. Well, I close the door. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Slowly as I'm Mm -hmm. looking at my friends, I'll close the door. (laughs) They're like, eh? Eh? (laughs) Eh? Okay. Um, I am just, this fire room, I'm picturing what happened to Bizdira. Like, that's what I'm seeing when she described, like, the monsters and stuff that he's got. So, what I think, so I think after hearing, um, Uza talking about the two different ones i'm gonna do a quick reflection on our past encounters and what we've actually been the most successful in getting out of and i think that we don't always do a great job with negotiation but maybe i'm misremembering but i like feel like we do not always do great in battle either so it's kind of like a we're screwed either way so let's do the fine let's do the mind control one I'll, I can be persuaded that way if there's a chance we can get through. All right, three against one. Let's do mind control. <laughs> Bizdira is like I hadn't made up my mind. Biz- that Bizdira's just, just looking mind. at she Bria. She mind controlled me into making up my mind. Um, um, I I truly either way it's I, like it's either going to be a tie or it's going to be against me. So it is what it is. No, I can't wait to find out uh, how we get how we I, break ties. Whatever Kit decides is what she has my vote regardless of what her decision is. Um. So the one thought that I have, because I think I'm coming around to the idea of going to the mind control room, um, just considering everything that's been said here, even though I don't like it, I think it's making sense. Um, But so my question that I'm going to ask my friends in Celestial is whether we think there is any um, uh, benefit to me wild shaping into something tiny that maybe Rithmala can't get a hold on in case... I don't know. I need to slap y'all into your senses. I like that idea. I mean, I think that would be beneficial in either room. Uh, great. I'm trying to see if I, there's a question I can formulate to ask Uza if Rithmala would be able to sense me. Maybe it's, uh, I, I don't know. Do, nah, I just want to get down there. Um, <laughs> okay. If you, if you all feel strongly that we should go to the fire as opposed to mind control, I will this go do is that why room. I love decision making with you all because you come to a decision and then you all second guess your own choices and by the end everyone has gone to the opposite <laughs> choice. Literally, I said <laughs> I'm on Kit's side and then I was like, maybe it would just be easier to battle. Like maybe it would just. Oh my god! I just need you all to make a choice. That's, or, I'm, or not, I'm, but like, I'm just like I need to get. I need to. Me move. too. Bizdir is like you all had made up your minds. Yeah, Bazir's like left. ready to push the crossbar, the like, crash bar open on the left door. Like I don't do like it, this, then do it. But okay. this is what's happening. You guys made up I, your minds. I thank God we have you, Bazir, to you, just you, be like, you know, here we go. You know, wait, are you? Really she's not the only one like sometimes. that. Are you opening the mind control room? Is that what's happening? I'm. I'm just at the door, ready to push it yeah. open. I'm not opening it yet. Oh, okay. I thought you were like um, literally fair, just being like, here we go. We can fight in the mind control room. Uh, I'm going to ask yeah. Uza, are mm-hmm. uh, are there going to be other things to battle in yes. the mind control room? Yes. Either way. Okay. Well, I am not going to 
become a spider then, because that seems stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Bizdira, are you going to do it? Let's do it. Bizdira, are you going to do gonna, it? Like, le- show the way of like, who wants to go first? Flick will do it. <laughs> I'm plan. going first. I'm going Flick, first. Okay. Open the door. All right. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be lovely if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcasts from, and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read any five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. Plus, we like to read your reviews. Also, we want to remind everyone that we do have our Patreon page still. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, which I have listed ad nauseum for the last uh, year or so, so you know what they are. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. Thank you so much to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Los Vargases, Eliyahu of Merc Grove, and Sir Mox the Magnificent. Also, we want to thank our Shimmerscale Council members this week, Sabria Alston, Nat Rose, Tony Aelis, The Geekery, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, and River Daniel. If you want to get shoutouts on the show, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron. Now, we know you all need more podcasts to listen to, like a Tarask needs a ring of protection, but in the- God, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm really sorry I made you listen to that joke. I wrote it down and I thought, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to be tossing some previews of other awesome podcasts to you. Sorry, not sorry. All of these shows have cast members who attended D&D Live this year, so I can vouch for all of them and say that they are all awesome. This week, we've got a word for you from Very Random Encounters. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, where we play tabletop RPGs and randomly determine as much as possible. Remember playing with Legos and swapping the people's heads and limbs to create horrid abominations that God forgot? Our show is what it would be like if those rejected attempts at the human form had to go out and save the day. We turn the nonsense into a story with a nice message, like how friendship is stronger than a mind-controlled goblin jazz band. Hey, that's a thing that really happened. Find Very Random Encounters wherever you randomly determine to listen to podcasts. So yeah, go check out Very Random Encounters. We've got a link to their website in our episode notes. We want to thank BattleBards for providing a lot of the fantastic music that you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library of sounds and music at BattleBards.com. We also want to say a particularly gigantic thank you to D&D Beyond. They have always been incredible people providing an incredible product, but recently they took things to the next level for us. After I got home from D&D Live a while back, I received an email from them saying that they really wanted to support podcasters in all of our efforts to bring even more people into this amazing hobby. And their way of supporting us was to offer what they call insider access to their services, which basically means that they're providing us with the equivalent of a master tier subscription and access to all current and future published products free of charge. This is insanely generous of them, and it means so much that the folks over there believe in and want to support podcasters like us. Adam, Todd, Lauren, and everyone else over at D&D Beyond, thank you so much for your support. It is still, even now, days after you've made the offer, overwhelming to us, and we are just so grateful. Uh, if you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, please go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You will not regret it. As if that weren't enough excitement, we also have been granted affiliate status on the DMs Guild and all of the other drive through sites. So if you ever shop on the DMs Guild, drive through RPG, drive through comics, drive through fiction, or any of that family of sites, you should check out the affiliate link that we're going to post in our episode notes and on our website. Basically, if you use that affiliate link anytime you shop on one of those sites, The Last Refuge is going to get 5% of whatever you spend on your purchase. It's basically like Amazon Smile, but for tabletop stuff. Again, the affiliate link for us is going to be found in our episode notes and also on our website. As you may have realized, our two-year anniversary is coming up in just a couple of months. We are hard at work planning events and giveaways and all kinds of other fun things, so be sure to follow us on Twitter at dndlastrefuge, and check out our website from time to time to make sure that you're up to date on the latest news about all of that. I can't say too much yet, but we've got some pretty exciting folks partnering with us for our anniversary giveaway, and I definitely think that you're going to want to enter into that drawing as soon as we announce it. So keep an eye on all of that, and uh, be ready for all of those announcements. 
Last but most certainly not least, I have to apologize. Last Wednesday was Alex, who plays Flick's birthday, and I didn't put a birthday announcement in the episode for him. I blame this mostly on my lack of true understanding of how podcasting time travel works, but that's neither here nor there. We want to wish Alex now a very, very, very happy belated birthday. I'm so glad I have you in my life and on this show, and we are all very happy you were born. Okay, that was a lot of exciting stuff for this week, but for now, that is enough chatting. Let's get back to the episode. Thanks for listening, and happy gaming, y'all. So, you push open the crossbar, and in the in the next room, you see that this whole area of the of the temple clearly used to be broken up into various rooms, like you've seen on the other floors, but it has been destroyed. Uh, you can see evidence of of many pitched battles in here. You see scorch marks all over the place. You see bodies. You see skeletons. Uh, some intact, some not intact. Uh, it, like right here on the other side of this door, you see broken down walls uh, that used to separate out like offices or something or separate rooms that have just been demolished. Um, it's a bit of a bit of a war zone looking area. And uh, so this first area looks like it used to be a fairly large room, probably 25 feet on a side or so. Uh, and where the door used to be in the northern wall, so you're coming in through the eastern wall, and in the northern wall, there clearly used to be a door there. Uh, but now it, there's just sort of a, a hole, a gaping hole. Um, Flick, let me have a wisdom perception check, please. That's a 10. Yeah, so you can just see sort of down the hall, you see more of the same uh, sort of war zone, you know, uh, demolished walls and bodies and and crap and scorch marks, everything down the hall. Do we uh, see the direction sorry. we need to go into to get downstairs? Yeah, so you know you have to head north because that's the where the stairs are, right? You're just, so essentially like you could see down like this central corridor, right? It was like you guys, Uza's chamber and the, the stairs on the other side. And what you're having to do is go around her chamber and then back to the central corridor to get to the stairs. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So you want to, generally you want to head north until you hit the far wall of the Arcanium and then turn right. I'm going to look back and say, do you want to run? Yes. Let's go. I'm just going to go. Okay. So you all race into this chamber and begin running towards the opening in the wall, uh, on the in the northern wall. And all of a sudden, you walk out of the corner of your eye. You catch what looks at first like a shadow, but it is far, far darker than a shadow. Just comes swooping down from the from one corner of the room and just blacks out the entire space that you are in. You can see nothing, even with your dark vision. It is completely black, and I need us all to roll initiative. Going well, Bria? Bria's afraid of the dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Flick, what'd you get? Does my uh, negative two apply to AC as well? It Not to AC. It does apply to your initiative checks, though. Oh, that's what I meant. Why did I say AC? No um, idea. <laughs> yeah, initiative. That's fine. It does apply to your initiative because initiative is technically a dexterity check of sorts. Um, so that turns out to be a 14. A 14. All right. Bria. I crit failed. So it is a four. <laughs> all right. Four. Bizdira. 10. Okay. And Kit. 18. 18. All right. I think Kit I was ready for it. <laughs> what? When the darkness swooped in? Yes. You, Bria, or you, Taryn? No, Bria. (laughs) I don't know. So, uh, Kit, with your... uh, Make me a wisdom perception check, please. Uh, 20 adjusted. Okay. So, when the darkness swoops in, uh, there is something almost sentient about that darkness. It's super disconcerting. More disconcerting, however, is in this darkness, uh, you can hear what sound like bones begin to rattle and some like thuds and sounds of of things moving in this darkness what are you going to do cry excellent <laughs> uh, i really didn't want to go first um i fuck it i'm casting a flaming sphere i'm doing i'm going to try to make some light but also get something that can protect me and i want to say to flick it's a good thing you can deal with undead. I know. I was just looking at. <laughs> okay, great. So where are you putting this flaming sphere? I mean, you can't see, but you don't need to be able to see to cast this particular spell. So, um, so I'm hearing. I'm. I'm assuming I'm just hearing like bone rattling from like all around us. Yeah. But I think 
I think I want to put it behind us towards okay. where we were from where we were running. So close to the the sort of where closer to the where the door where you came in. Yeah. Okay. So you put the you put the sphere back there and you can feel its heat radiating but you can't see anything. The light from the sphere does not penetrate this strange darkness that has swooped in. Cool. Uh, anything else, Kit? Do you want to move? I mean, do you want to continue to try and get out of the room? You can't see where you're going at this point. You were, I sent, you're, you're all functionally blinded at this point, but you could certainly try and feel your way to the to the opening, or just not. It's up to you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know that I'm going to, like, move my full, uh, whatever, full range, but I think maybe I'll move, like, I'll move at, like, half speed, so I'll move, like, slowly, oh, yeah. like, 15 feet towards where I think the door still is. Okay, go ahead and make me a, let's call it a wisdom survival check, uh, and you're moving slowly, so you can roll it normally. Not exactly what that roll is, but that's what I'm going to use it for. Great. Ugh, why? Uh, 13. Okay, great. So, Kit, you all feel the heat from Kit's flaming sphere, but none of you can see it, which is somewhat disconcerting as you uh, all begin to hear bones rattle and things thud as they scrape against the walls and move about around you in the darkness. All of a sudden, the darkness flows away from all of you, and sort of up into the ceiling so that the ceiling is covered in a layer of pitch black darkness. But you can see that on either side of the room, there are two skeletons that have stood up and are pointing bows in your general direction. And they almost, they see Kit moving and they almost seem to be able to lead their bows in the direction to aim at her where she's going to be instead of where she was. And they both fire. One of them fires their bow at Kit. It's a 17 to hit. That'll do. And so the arrow strikes you for five piercing damage. One of the other ones, let's see who it goes for. One, two, three, four, five, six, goes for Bria uh, and sees where Bria is standing. And again, sort of as, as Bria realizes what's happening, she sort of tries to avoid the arrow, but the skeleton almost seems to be able to to be one step ahead of her. Uh, ooh, that's a crit. It's actually a natural 20 and a natural one. So, Bria, it sinks right into your side for 12 points of piercing damage. Can I use Uncanny Dodge for this? You can, so that's only six. Yes, absolutely you can. Excellent. Thank you. And after the skeletons have fired, uh, you all can see where the hole is. You see the skeletons, and you also see a few fleshed corpses that, that aren't skeletons, but more like zombies, uh, also beginning to rise from their positions on the outer walls. Uh, but then the darkness drops back down into the room and blinds you all once again. Flick, you are up. Okay, um, taking a chance here. Yeah. I'm going to... So, uh, well, my Radiance of the Dawn is as follows. You can use, present your holy symbol to dispel any magical darkness within 30 feet. And each okay. hostile creature that is in with, within 30 feet must make a con save. Okay. Ugh, okay, I'm taking a chance. <laughs> I'm doing it using okay. my channel divinity, Radiance of the Dawn. I present my holy symbol. What happens? <laughs> You present your holy symbol blindly. You scream for the power of Denier. Uh, I need you to roll for me, please. 3d6. No, we're going to make this a little bit more. Make it 5d6, please. Individually or total? No, total. 11. Okay. So you present your holy symbol, you cry out for the power of Denier, and you do see a little glow begin in your hand where your holy symbol is, and it explodes out, and you see this darkness buck and writhe, again, almost as if it is alive, and clearly in pain from the power of Denier slicing through the room, uh, and it breaks into pieces around you all, and it it doesn't completely dissipate, uh, but it, it has dissipated for the moment. There are just patches of darkness all around the room at this point, and they're still writhing, and it looks like they're trying to re-coalesce into a form, but for at least for now, you have managed to scatter the darkness. Now, the various zombies and um, skeletons need to make con saves. Yes. All right, so skeleton number one, fail. Skeleton number two, fail. Zombie number one, what's the DC? 14. Zombie number one gets a 16, so that's a pass. Zombie number two fails. Zombie number three gets a 14 exactly, so that passes. 
So okay, both so skeletons and a zombie fail, and two zombies succeed. So go ahead and roll the damage, and they take half on a save. That's correct. That is 19 plus 6, so 25 radiant damage. Holy shit. Okay, so the two skeletons drop. They're out. They shatter, and I mean, their their bones just discorporate and fall apart. The two... Da, 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 da. And that's radiant damage, right? Yep. Okay, so the the zombie that fails also just collapses to the ground inanimate again. Um, the what did you say? What was it? Twenty six altogether? No, twenty five. Twenty five. The other two zombies are still up, but they scream out these horrible wheezing breaths. And now that you can see them, you can see that these zombies seem to be wearing clothes somewhat similar to the ones that you all are wearing that you found upstairs, but these are somewhat more ornate. They have either designs or embroidery on them, or there is something about them, and you get the idea that these are, you know, somewhat fancier versions, Uh, so whatever that means to you about the origin of these bodies, but that's what you see. All right, anything else, Flick? Uh, that's it for now. Okay, Bizdira, you are up. Are any of them between us and the hole in the north? Uh, one of the zombies is, yes. Okay. So she's gonna do a couple things then. She's gonna throw a radiant sunbolt at that one. Okay. Does a nine hit? It does. It does. Oh, great. Zombies are real easy to hit. (laughs) Great. So that's nine points of damage. Okay. Is it still up? It is still up. Okay, damn it. Okay, then she'll do a second one. Okay. She really wanted to do something else. So Bizdira Bizdira just lashes out. As soon as she can see them, she unleashes two radiant sunbolts. The second one, I'm sure, hits. Yeah, no, it was a 24. So uh, that's going to be an extra eight points of damage. Okay, so that one drops. And then she's going to run towards the hole in the wall. Okay. Uh, With your speed, you can absolutely get to and through it if you want. I will stop right in front of it. Okay, great. Anything else? Turn back into the room and keep an eye on the ceiling. (laughs) Okay, great. So uh, there is one zombie remaining, and it comes up. It runs. Well, yes, it runs. It's quite creepy. Uh, Runs up to uh, Flick. And again, like Flick, you're trying to avoid it to move out, but it just seems to be able to lead all of your all of your attempts to get around it. And it tries to slam you for 14 to hit? Nope. Okay, so it misses you, uh, despite the fact that it seems to be able to predict where you're going to be. Bria, you are up. Okay, so I am going to shout for everyone to run to the door. I feel like um, I feel like you had been probably shouting a little bit before. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so uh, I am going to um, run to the door and get to where Bizdira is. Uh huh. Um, and I will also stop. And then I am going to turn around and uh-huh. I am going to cast a firebolt at the one that's attacking Flick. Do it. Did you crit fail? Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> I get to where Bizdira is, and I spin around, and I do that noise. <laughs> yep, yeah. and you accidentally, you fire, and you smack, you smack a corpse right in its chest, but you realize that it was not the animate corpse. It was just another body that had not risen, and now you have desecrated on the ground behind Flick and the zombie. Great, and I'll be like, that's what I meant to do. <laughs> That'll be you next time, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fantastic. Top of the round, Kit. We're back to round to you. The, your flaming cool. spear is there in the back corner still. Yeah. And there's just... Oh, eh, I should have made sure I kept that when I got hit. But can we pretend that that oh, never you happened? Oh, can, you can roll a con save now. Or we could not. Or we could. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. Why did you say that? Um, now I wasn't fine. Oh, no. What was it? <laughs> a five. Oh, yeah. No, the flaming spear's gone. I shouldn't have said anything. Why I'm do I do sorry. this to myself? I don't, because you're honest and I appreciate You can have inspiration. I already have inspiration. <laughs> well, use, well, then use it on that roll. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's an 18. <laughs> there you go. The flaming spear is still there. <laughs> 
Okay. And uh, there's just the one zombie that's attacking Flick? That is attacking Flick, correct. All right. I want to try to maneuver my flaming spear just to, like, light the zombie on fire and not to get Flick. Yeah, you can sort of ram it and then, like, move it away a little bit. So that's fine. So it makes a dexterity saving throw. Is that right? Yes. Okay. And again, it seems to know that it's coming before even you send it after it. That's a 15. God damn it. Uh, but it takes, it takes half, half, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, it takes half. Yeah. Which is not very much, but well, whatever. Hey, it's more than zero. It's my mantra. It takes two points of fire damage. <laughs> All right. So it's closed catch, uh, and it does burn a bit. Uh, but uh, for the most part, it, it seemed to jump out of the way, like to move out of the trajectory before you sent it in that direction. All right. Uh, anything else? Kit, that was a bonus action, right? To move it? Uh, yeah, I'm going to run towards Bizdira. All right. So you run over towards Bizdira. Flick, you are up. All right. I'm going to get uh, out of dodge of this guy. I'm going to use my action to disengage. I have a I have a question. Sorry. I sh- well, No, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Okay, What's so you disengage. Question? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Now is not the time. Um, and then I am going to run over to the hole okay. in the wall. All right. So you disengage. You run to the wall. Uh, Bizdira, it is your turn. Um, I'm going to attack the darkness. I want to attack the darkness. I want to attack the darkness. Uh, okay, yeah, there are lots of little pieces of there are lots of little pieces of darkness that are beginning to come together uh, and and form a, a sort of larger layer. Uh, so, what do you want to attack it with? Radiant sunbolt, and I want to attack the two that are closest to us. Sure. Yes. She's very scared of the dark. I assume a nine. Yeah. The other's a crit fail. So she's very scared. And then since everyone's there, she's going to move through the hole. Hilarious. Okay, great. So you just fire off sort of randomly <laughs> two sunbolts. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that I think your your crit fail hits that same poor corpse that Bazira just, I mean, that Bria just hit. <laughs> it's just like, it's in pieces. Uh, all right. And you head through the through the wall. Uh, the darkness manages, since, since you didn't hit it, it coalesces again and sort of blankets itself. It's not quite big enough. Well, I suppose you wouldn't really know this. It's not actually big enough anymore to cover the whole room, but it is big enough to cover the hole and where the rest of you are still standing near it. So it begins to come in, and uh, right before it covers you, the zombie runs up and goes after... Bria, where are you? You ran over, right? Or is it... Yeah, I'm at the She's hole. at the door. Okay. She's at the hole. So we'll, we'll roll for random then. One, two... Okay, so it runs up and attacks Flick again. Uh, that is a 22 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, so it slams into you. Uh, it slams into you, Flick, for seven points of bludgeoning damage. It just runs and barrels into you. And as you cry out from being hit by this zombie, the darkness closes in and swallows you all, and you all are blinded again. Do any of us get an attack of opportunity for that? Why? Because none of you were next to it. Oh, I didn't know where the placement was. No, none of you were next to it. You all ran away from it. So is Bizdira still in Swath? You are not in darkness, although you can't see into the room anymore because it is complete darkness. Uh, Bria, what are you doing? You've got a zombie very close to you. You just can't see it. I am running. I want to run through what I think the whole where it was. Make a wisdom survival check. It's going to go well. Okay. Uh, 15? Uh, good enough. You can get through the hole. Uh, it is going to get a swipe at you as an attack of opportunity, though. Can uh, the zombie see through the darkness? Uh, it, it rolled with disadvantage, oh. so. <laughs> Just check. Uh, that is a 16 to hit. I'm sorry, 15, 15, 15. Still hits. Okay. So it, uh, it only grazes you for three points of, for four, no, I'm sorry, yeah, for three points of bludgeoning damage. And I cannot uh, see him. You cannot see him, so you can't uncanny dodge, correct. Okay, um, and then I am going to try to grab either Kit or Flick as I'm going through to try to help them go in the right direction. Uh, okay, yeah, so you're sort of making noise. You're, like, grabbing their arm and, like, pointing them in the correct direction so they'll have advantage on their checks if they want to. Uh, Kit, you are up. Great, and the last thing I saw was that the zombie was entangled with Flick, right? Correct. And... I did not hear him try to move, so I'm not going to try to hit him with the fireball. Okay. I'm going to go ahead, and, or whatever it is, the sphere. Yeah. Yeah, I'll follow Bria. I will use her her guidance to... Excellent. Wisdom survival with advantage, please. Jesus fucking... Uh-oh. It is two eights. <laughs> so you head towards Bria, but you misjudge the distance just a little bit and run into the wall next to the uh, hole. So you're not actually out of the room quite yet, but you are right next to the hole. You won't have to make a check next turn to get out. Like, it's it's right there. Lovely. Flick, you are up. 
Cool. Um, I am... Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm <laughs> going to move away without disengaging, so if okay. he wants to attack me, he can. He already did an attack of opportunity. He has not. He doesn't have a reaction anymore. Great. Um, and then I'm going to cast Daylight on my amulet. All right. So you cast Daylight on the amulet. Uh, what level spell is that? Third. Great. Roll me 3d6, please. That is 10. All right. So the darkness breaks apart again. This time it doesn't seem like it's going to be coming back anytime soon. It wisps away in shadows, uh, into shadows. Great. What else are you doing? Uh, moving, uh, crawling through the hole. All right, so you get through the hole. Bizdira, you are up. The darkness has been dispelled and destroyed. Zombie's still there? Zombie's still there. Okay, attacking zombie. Attack that zombie. Radiant Sunbolt, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. 13? Does a 13 hit? It does. Okay. <laughs> and then the other one goes wide. Okay, well, with what? Because remember, the zombie's ace, was it crit fail? Yeah. Oh, okay. That poor corpse in the back corner, man. I know. It's another eight points of damage. Mm, and it's radiant, so that is enough to drop it. Fantastic. All right, so the darkness has been destroyed. All of the undead in that room have been destroyed. You are in a hallway, a long hallway with a few rooms off to the side to the left at, at uh, irregular intervals. Uh, and that is where we're going to leave it for this week. <sighs> Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out what else lies down this hallway and what Rithmala has in store for the party. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at at dndlastrefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Kit! <laughs> And <laughs> well, Kit's my favorite. Oy, Happy gaming, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>I can't decide if I want to leave that in or if I want to make oh, that the blooper because that was real good. I mean, it it'll be one. in the episode one way or another. It's just a matter of where. She's, oh, man. She can't hear you guys because I have my headphones on. And so I was I laughing. Know. So she's smiling, but she doesn't know why. And she's kind of looking around like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, sweet pea. God, she's so cute.